Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Today on The Charlie Kirk Show, we have an exclusive sit-down with Greg Jarrett. Greg Jarrett is probably the foremost mind when it comes all things Michael Flynn, Russia hoax, FISA abuse, and all the questions you have related. Did Michael Flynn actually commit a crime? Was he entrapped? What does unmasking actually mean? We answer all these questions, and I'm hearing and I'm seeing these questions. Freedom at CharlieKirk.com. Freedom at CharlieKirk.com. Remember, it's not a conspiracy theory to believe that Lieutenant Michael Flynn was set up. It's a conspiracy. That was against Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. We unmask the unmaskers. We pursue truth. But please email me your questions, freedom at charliekirk.com. Make sure you're subscribed to The Charlie Kirk Show. Type in Charlie Kirk Show, your podcast provider. Hit subscribe. And guess what? I read some of the audience questions that you guys emailed me. I asked Greg Jarrett them. That's how, that's how seriously we take those emails when you email me. This is a very important, thoughtful episode. You guys are going to love it. Buckle up. Here we Go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Charlie Kirk Show. I'm so honored to be joined by a friend of mine, and quite honestly, the foremost expert on all things Russiagate, all things Obamagate, illegal spying of American citizens. He has been nothing but correct for years. Greg Jarrett had the most thoughtful book written when it came to the Mueller hoax, FISA abuse, and he's just such a clear, logical thinker when it comes to all things Lieutenant General Michael Flynn and things in the news cycle. So first of all, Greg, thank you for joining the Charlie Kirk Show. We are honored uh, that you're joining us today. Oh, listen, Charlie, it's my great pleasure. Always enjoy talking to you. Thanks. So let's just start at the, at the kind of basics here. I, I get a lot of emails, a lot of messages from our listeners, young people, students that are really confused by what is unmasking? What, what, what Didn't Michael Flynn plead guilty why is the judge doing what he's doing? Um, there's some understandable, I think, confusion out there about what is ex- exactly happening and how this ties into the FISA abuse. Before we get started, I just want everyone to know that, Greg, you have been right about everything for years. I mean, despite what the media has said and despite what the prognosticators have said, you have made predictions and they have come true. Um, can you help walk our listeners and our viewers through what, is the re- what do the recent revelations about Michael Flynn mean? Um, what, what does the, um, unmasking 
scenario? What, what did the unmasking situation that's happening in real time mean? Um, your wisdom would be really helpful, especially as all this news is helping uh, happening. Well, Michael Flynn, the case against him was fraudulent from the very beginning. Uh, Comey's FBI set him up. They framed him under the phony pretext of having violated the Logan Act, uh, which is the 1799 law that is unconstitutional, never been prosecuted by the Department of Justice. But James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, the top people at the FBI and the Obama administration, needed an excuse to go over and Entrap Flynn, try to get him to say something uh, that would be a violation of the law. Uh, they went over to the White House. They lied to him to get the interview. They didn't tell him the truth about it. They told him he didn't need counsel. They didn't notify the White House counsel about it. Um, so, you know, this, this was a setup and a frame job to begin with. And now we learn uh, from notes. Uh, that were released last Thursday by the Department of Justice, concealed for three years, that this was an effort by uh, Comey to uh, get Flynn to lie uh, so we can get him fired or we can prosecute him. They had no, no legitimate reason to even talk to him because he hadn't done anything wrong. And so, you know, the, the, the tragedy is that this ruined Flynn's life for three years. And Bob Mueller's special counsel prosecutors threatened, bullied, intimidated, uh, and eventually coerced Flynn into pleading guilty, knowing that he was an innocent man. So all of these documents have now exposed the dishonesty and corruption of the FBI, as well as the special counsel team. So, Greg, you mentioned a word there, entrapment. Uh, can we just talk about what that actually means? Because I don't think we actually dis we actually have described what it is. From the best understanding I have, entrapment is when a law enforcement officer does not go to pursue justice or truth, but his goal and his motive is to try to steer behavior, language, or circumstances in a way to get a guilty ver get, get make someone guilty. Is is that correct? Because there's there's some confusion out there where the media says that's not entrapment. We do this all the time. And if they do this all the time, that's a separate but horrifying <laughs> admission if law enforcement acts like this all the time. Yeah, you, you've described it pretty well. Um, you know, in this particular case and in all cases, in order for the FBI to actually interview somebody and set up a perjury trap, it has to be related to a criminal underlying crime. Here they had none. Uh, Flynn had talked as he, in his capacity in the transition team before inauguration with uh, a myriad of foreign leaders, uh, probably at least 50 foreign leaders. Um, th that's perfectly normal. You're allowed to talk to uh, the leaders of Russia uh, to prepare the incoming administration for the challenges of foreign policy. The intelligence community, though, was wiretapping those phone calls, and Flynn was incidentally collected. So Comey seized on the transcript uh, and tried to use this as a pretense to interview Flynn mm -hmm. and set up what is essentially a perjury trap. He was inventing a crime not investigating a crime. And that's where the entrapment comes in. So the media says this is all a conspiracy theory. It's actually become more clear. This is a conspiracy against Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. 
that it was a intergovernmental agreement to go after an innocent man. So, so Greg, let's walk through the process here. So Lieutenant General Michael Flynn is appointed by incoming president, President-elect Donald Trump, to be a national security advisor. He then makes a call to the Russian ambassador, ambassador Sergei, and you would know the name uh, better. Kislyak. Yeah, and which is perfectly normal and understandable through diplomatic channels for someone to want to open up a conversation. From what I understand, the government does listen to some of these diplomatic phone calls as regular procedure. And you could push back against that, whether I'm not sure if that's how correct that is. But almost never is the identity of those phone calls disclosed. Usually it's redacted. So the contents might be there so you kind of know what's being discussed, but you don't know who is actually saying it. This is where the unmasking part of it is. And I got, Greg, I must have had 200 emails from people. They said, Charlie, what is unmasking? I don't get it. And, <laughs> and so can you tell us what that is? And I know this is very um, basic, but it's important because not everyone is in the weeds on this every single day. Yeah, the intelligence community uh, monitors, surveils, wiretaps, uh, conversations uh, with foreign leaders, and any American who is on the other end of that conversation, uh, they are being incidentally collected in that spying effort. A transcript is produced, but the name of the American under law must be hidden. It must be redacted. It must be masked. The, mm. There are certain individuals in uh, the executive branch of government who are allowed to make a request to the National Security Agency to unmask the name so that they can see, for example, who is talking with Ambassador Sergei Kislyak. Uh, in this particular case, it was Michael Flynn. And what we've learned, it's truly amazing, during that three-month transition period, uh, Obama administration officials, including Comey, uh, James Clapper, John Brennan, Joe Biden, uh, Barack Obama's chief of staff, Dennis McDonough, Susan Power, United Nations ambassador, who has no business trying to unmask, uh, and others, uh, unmasked Flynn uh, a total of 48 different times, 39 individuals. So what's going on here? It's pretty obvious, common sense tells us. This was a concerted effort to target Flynn. One could argue it is a conspiracy to put a bullseye on this guy's back. Um, we need to dig up dirt on him. So, so everybody was unmasking Flynn every time he picked up the telephone. Uh, and eventually, it was the Kislyak conversation with Flynn that the FBI used as a pretext to interview him, even though if you look at the transcript, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, and again, you know, in my book, Witch Hunt, uh, I interviewed a professor in Texas who literally authored an entire book on presidential transitions. I interviewed him and he said, he said, are you kidding? Uh, Flynn is supposed to be having these conversations. It'd be malpractice if he wasn't having these conversations. And the transcript also shows there was no collusion, no deal to do anything. So it was a perfectly legal appropriate conversation. Comey, McCabe, Strzok, they all knew that. They didn't care. Uh, they tried to use that to gin up the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Greg, that was a phenomenal explanation. Thank you. Our listeners are going to be really well served by that, uh, because I think far too often 
especially you know, as we get so deep into this, we assume that everyone listening might know it, but we have so many 15 and 16 year olds that are just new to politics and that, that was very helpful. Sure. Are you being crushed by the cartel of the colleges? Are you in student loan debt? Is your son in student loan debt or is your grandson or daughter in student loan debt? Well, there's a way out. It's called Credible.com. They are an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. They help people get out of student loan debt. So if you're in debt, they help you get out of it. If you have student loan debt or someone you know has student loan debt, drop what you're doing right now, but don't drop the phone if you're listening to this podcast and listen carefully. You know this, with a lower rate, you could save on interest or lower your monthly payment. With a shorter loan term, you could get debt-free faster. Consolidate all your student loan bills in one place. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been after refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from the 10 different lenders. It only takes a couple minutes to check rates. Checking rates does not impact your credit. Let me say that again. Checking rates does not impact your credit. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Visit Credible.com slash Charlie. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Charlie. I'm a data hawk. I'm a data privacy person. They will never sell your data. It does not impact your credit. It only takes a couple minutes. And if you refinance using Credible's link, Credible.com slash Charlie, get a $200 gift card. Helps you get a student loan debt. If you've got student loan debt, you could benefit. Save on interest, lower monthly payment. If you're getting crushed by the cartel, the colleges, you don't know the way out. This is your light at the end of the tunnel. Credible.com slash Charlie. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Charlie. So I, I like to say the unmasker, unmaskers are now being unmasked, that we're actually seeing the people that did the unmasking. Now we are unmasking them and we're seeing who these people were. Someone asked the question of me the other day, was this illegal or was it just unusual to unmask Michael Flynn as much as they did? Can you comment on that? Was there a legal uh, barrier that was crossed or just an ethical and historic one? There was at least one legal barrier, a crime committed with respect to the unmasking. Look, here are the rules in basic form. Uh, as I say, certain people in government are designated as eligible to request the intelligence community to unmask the name in these telephone uh, transcripts. Um, and what happened here is that you had a great variety of people doing it. So uh, did they have a legitimate national security reason to do it? That's what the law says. You can unmask if you have a legitimate national security reason. So we don't know the answer to that question for all those individuals. I'm sure they would say, oh, yeah, I have a legitimate national security reason. United Nations Ambassador uh, Samantha Power ha ha has no business unmasking anybody. So her many requests are suspect. Here's where the violation of law comes in. Somebody leaked the unmasked Flynn Kislyak conversation to the Washington Post. Uh, and that's a crime because you are disclosing classified information to the public. That is a federal felony. And interestingly enough, that leak and published story by the Washington Post happened on the very day that Joe Biden unmasked Flynn in one of the conversations. We don't know if it was the Kislyak conversation. We don't know what. 
uh, but it needs to be investigated. And I think all those people I named who are doing the unmasking will be hauled before uh, Congress, the Senate. They'll be put under oath and they'll be asked, why did you unmask? Were you working with somebody else? Did you leak this to the media? And some of the answers, I suspect, are going to be different than the previous answers given by certain individuals under oath. Well, Lindsey Graham better step up sometime soon. I have a lot of respect for Senator Graham for what he did for Brett Kavanaugh, but the anger and the righteous indignation people have towards what has happened here is, is really at, at record levels, rightfully so. So you have the Obama administration that did the unmasking. There is, we don't know who gave it to the Washington Post, what you're saying. We don't know that yet. But if there was an actual investigation and if Bob Mueller actually did his job, and your book, Greg, I want to make sure I get the title correctly, The Russia Hoax was phenomenal, where you talked about all the hoax leading up to it, the illicit scheme to clear Hillary Clinton and frame Donald Trump. I learned a lot through it. And the footnotes are about 100 pages long because it's so well documented. <laughs> so you spent a lot of time on that. Um, and so I, I suppose if Bob Mueller was actually doing his job, he would have looked into this leak. He would have looked into sure. it because he shouldn't have had just a veil over going after Republicans or going after Trump supporters. He's supposed to be an independent counsel to look in all things Russia related. Now, but is it also a crime to publish and accept classified information on the journalistic side? That, that's a question that I've, I've heard probed. And I'd be curious from a legal expert standpoint whether the Washington Post also could face criminal liability for that. Yeah, technically, it is a, a crime to receive that information, but there are a string of cases, uh, the Pentagon Papers case, for example, in which the Washington Post, as well as the New York Times, received classified information. They were never prosecuted because it's generally now accepted that there is a, you know, a journalistic privilege. So the history of this, even though it could be a technical violation to receive the classified information, there really have been no prosecutions of journalists who are recipients of the information. So I don't think anybody would ever go after right. the Washington Post. It, you know, one would love to uh, put under oath a reporter who wrote the story and say, you know, who leaked this to you? Who committed this felony? And of course, the reporter would invoke a journalistic privilege not to reveal a source. So you'd have a standoff there. there well, unless they, uh, they get called in front of a congressional <laughs> committee and maybe there might be actual you know, threats. I think that, that needs to be thoroughly and thoroughly investigated. So now we have Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. And so for our viewers to understand, these new documents were, that came out and we understood that Peter Strzok and his partner in crime, if you will, uh, the other individual that went to the White House to entrap Michael Flynn they misrepresented the reason they came to the White House. Michael Flynn was never given the right to counsel. And is it true, Greg, that they wrote down on a form that they basically wanted him to, they wanted to entrap him? I mean, yeah. shouldn't lawbreaking 101 be, especially at the highest levels of the Bureau, not to write it on a piece of paper? Would this be considered exculpatory evidence? And if so, why did Christopher Ray, the now head of the FBI, sit on this for two years while Michael Flynn twice mortgaged his house, spent millions in legal fees, and had his name libeled and slandered against. Why did the Bureau not release this information as soon as they found it? All right, let me tackle the different subjects. First of all, there are two sets of handwritten notes. 
There are the handwritten notes of Bill Priestaff, a top official at the FBI. He's the one who wrote down the goal of this interview with Michael Flynn is to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired. Uh, that's none of the business of the FBI to get somebody fired. And it's certainly not the business to invent a crime, a perjury trap to get somebody to lie. The other set of handwritten notes are uh, a first-person accounting by the two FBI agents, Peter Strzok and Joe Pienka. Pienka, by the way, sort of disappeared. Yeah. He was reassigned to the San Francisco FBI office, uh, erased uh, from the public files of the FBI, and uh, the FBI has refused to produce him to answer questions before Congress. They wrote in their notes, Michael Flynn did not appear to lie. We didn't think he lied. He didn't think he lied. So, you know, Charlie, common sense, you and I and everybody watching and listening would say, all right, end of story. Yeah, well, that wasn't good enough for Bob Mueller. They hid those notes for three years and represented to the court that they didn't exist or were lost. They weren't lost. They were buried and concealed. And finally, when Bill Barr ordered a review of the Flynn case, because he, he knew this thing, you know, smelled as bad as five-day-old dead fish, he orders a review. U.S. Attorney Jeff Jensen looks at the case and says, what about all these exculpatory documents? You didn't give them to the defense. And they gave them to the defense. They gave them to the court. At that point, the Department of Justice said, this is a false accusation, a wrongful prosecution. We are going to drop the case. But you're right about Christopher Wray. I wrote a column several days ago saying Ray knew about this. They were in his files. It was a high-profile case. There had been requests to produce and a judicial order, all of this exculpatory information. Ray didn't do it. Uh, he is not to be trusted. Americans and the FBI deserve a leader they can trust. He must resign or be fired. You're right. I put a lot of the blame on Christopher Ray. He needs to go. Well, and I also think whether or not he'll be protected by his, you know, the government's liability protection Michael Flynn has to countersue the government for huge civil damages for covering this exculpatory evidence and make it big and make it bold because there was a deliberate effort to conceal exculpatory evidence for an innocent man. When running a business, HR issues can absolutely kill you. I know this from personal experience. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, and labor regulations. HR manager salaries aren't cheap and an average of 70 thousand dollars a year. Bambi spelled B-A-M-B-E-E was created specifically for small business. You get a you can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding and terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month. Month-to-month, they have no hidden fees. Cancel anytime. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend all your time in HR compliance. So let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. I've done it. You should, too. You just go to Bambi.com right now slash Kirk. It's Bambi.com. Now, here's how you spell it. B-A-M-B-E-E. That's B-A-M-B-E-E. Bambi.com slash Kirk. Free HR audit. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. Bambi.com slash Kirk.
So now I'm just, I can't wrap my head around this, Greg. And I'm becoming more cynical about our justice system every day. I really am. I don't believe we have a justice system anymore. I don't believe Lady Justice is blind. I believe that there is a justice system that is not the balance of justice that we were that we have an ideal about. If you are a Democrat and you are well-connected, you get wonderful preferential treatment and you're allowed to commit crimes that we send Republicans away to. And I wish it wasn't that simple, Greg. But now when I see this judge defy the DOJ, this new Flynn judge, and you wrote a piece, you said Flynn judge wrong to allow anti-Trump former Watergate prosecutors interfere in case where there's a friend of the court filing that was that was basically filed. It, is it called a um, amicus brief? Is that amicus curiae brief? Yeah. Yes. And I want you to get into exactly what that is. But Greg, under any other circumstance, correct me if I'm wrong here. When the Department of Justice says that we're dropping the case, any federal judge would follow in that lead and say, "Mr. Flynn, you are free to go." Am I mistaken there? No, you're absolutely right. In fact, you very nicely uh, stated the prevailing law in America for a long time, and it's as follows. Uh, Refusal to prosecute a case by the government is not subject to judicial review. Yes. Uh, The government prosecutors have absolute power and discretion to drop a case, to dismiss a case. And it, you know, a judge cannot sit in judgment of that and make a contrary decision. Now, why is that? To put it simply, it's a violation of the separation of powers. Law enforcement is in the executive branch. They investigate crimes. They prosecute crimes. Judges in a different branch of of government may not usurp that power and act as super prosecutors, which is what Judge Emmett Sullivan Uh, The federal judge presiding over the Flynn case is now doing. He doesn't want to agree or sign the papers uh, approving the dismissal of the case against Flynn. Remember what the Constitution says, Charlie. Federal uh, judges are to decide cases and controversies. What happens when there's no longer a controversy? What happens when prosecutors and the defense, the only two parties in a case, agree to dismiss the case, uh, you know, there's no longer a controversy. And so the judge no longer has a role. Isn't it interesting, Charlie, that uh, Judge Emmett Sullivan yesterday did something extraordinary and, in my judgment, highly improper. Uh, He has now appointed a, a retired federal judge, John Gleason, who like Sullivan, is also a Clinton appointee, to come in and argue uh, against dropping the case. Well, guess what? Seven years ago, uh, Judge Gleason issued a memorandum and order that said precisely what you so well said, refusal to prosecute a case is not subject to judicial review. Gleason said that. And it's Emmett Sullivan, who clearly doesn't know that Gleason issued that order. Uh, But that is the law. You know, it's simply a ministerial uh, performance by a judge to sign the papers once both prosecution and the defense decide to drop a case. So, you know, I suspect that a writ of mandamus will be filed by Flynn's lawyers to take this up on a review by the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals where I suspect 
Judge Emmett Sullivan will get slapped down very quickly. Now, here's I have a question about that, though, Greg. Was it not Emmett Sullivan that allowed the public release of these exculpatory evidence, or was it a separate judge in a separate case? This is something I personally am not clear on, because we only have these documents that Ray covered up that are exculpatory towards Michael Flynn, from what I understand, because a judge released them. Was it Emmett Sullivan, or was it a separate lawsuit or a separate case? Well, it was actually the Department of Justice. Okay. Um, now, it's true that Judge Emmett Sullivan, long ago in the Flynn case, because it's been going on for forever, um, issued an order, as all judges do, uh, telling the prosecution to uh, please provide every single scrap of paper that is exculpatory to the defendant, meaning it proves his innocence. That's the judge's order. And as I mentioned, you know, uh, Mueller's team of partisan prosecutors said there are there are none. <laughs> and that, of course, was a lie, a deception. Um, it was only when uh, Barr ordered the review of the case that uh, Jeff Jensen, the U.S. attorney, discovered a trove of exculpatory documents. Uh, he then saw to it that in the motion to dismiss, those documents were attached as exhibits. So it was actually Bill Barr's Department of Justice who found and released to the public as exhibits in a motion to dismiss the exculpatory evidence. So another question I get a lot is, well, why did Michael Flynn plead guilty? And it's unusual to plea and unplea. It's not, uh, you, it's not that you can't do it. It is unusual. I think the answer is very simple and very clear. They threatened his son. They threatened prosecution after people in his orbit. And it's common in white-collar crimes for certain attorneys that are very well-connected in the circuit to give advice like, hey, just plea this. You'll save on legal fees. You'll save on stress. You'll save on other you know, roaming prosecutor going after people you care about. Serve a couple months admit your guilt, and then move on. Can you add some context to that, Greg? Because this is now a talking point of the left, and even some people on the right say, well, this is, seems a little messy because he pleads, and then he unpleads. Did he do it or did he not do it? Which I think is actually kind of irrelevant because he was entrapped to do whatever he was alleged uh, to, to do. Yeah. Yeah, all too often in my experience, I've been a lawyer for 40 years. I used to be a practicing defense attorney, and I saw firsthand too many cases in which unscrupulous, overzealous prosecutors who don't care about fairness and justice, only care about gaining convictions, would browbeat innocent people, uh, threaten, intimidate, and bully them into copying a plea. In this particular case, Flynn racked up $3 million in lawyer's fees trying to defend himself before he threw in the towel. Uh, and, you know, it's no match against the federal government when you try to defend yourself. People like Mueller uh, exploit the vast power and immense resources of the federal government, which is, you know, it's totally unlimited. You can, the government can spend, you know, uh, millions, billions if they want prosecuting people. Uh, you can't beat that unless you're, you know, super wealthy. Flynn had to sell his house. But the, but the pivotal moment came when Mueller threatened to prosecute uh, Flynn's son on a phony, trumped-up 
FARA violation, which the son did not uh, commit. So, you know, think about yourself. I have two daughters. You know, if the feds came and threatened to put my daughters behind bars unless I copped a plea uh, to a process crime of making a false statement and maybe get probation, what would I do? Give me the paper. I'll sign it. Yeah, you know, I'll no, do anything it, to protect my kids. That's and very General logical. Flynn, God bless him. Yeah. yeah. General Flynn, same situation, Charlie. I want to tell you about one of my new favorite partners here on The Charlie Kirk Show. They care about security. They care about America. They take care about our country. It's PCmatic. They are a whitelist next generation antivirus system platform designed to stop modern threats like ransomware. Ransomware could destroy everything you care about, your credit card bills, your phone, your computer, you name it. Independent testing firm, AV Test, just named PCmatic as a top performer in the cybersecurity industry, giving it the best performance award for 2019. Only PCmatic has American research, development, and support. PCmatic competition is made in foreign countries. Many where the viruses originate. So if you want to partner with one of their competitors, you're turning your back on your country. PCmatic is pro-America. They're patriots. PCmatic, patriots. PCmatic blocks annoying and malicious ads for hassle-free web browsing and makes your computers faster and more reliable even after years of use. PCmatic protects Windows computers, including XP, Vista, Windows 7, 8, and 10. I know a lot of people listen to this. Young people have Macs. Protects them, too. It's just $50 for five devices for one year with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And if you act now, PCmatic has offered my listeners a free month of security protection with the purchase of an annual license. They will build the wall around your computer away from foreign adversaries. Build the wall, accept the offer, go to PCmatic.com slash Charlie. If you're listening to this and your computer doesn't have a wall around it, you will allow foreign actors like the Chinese Communist Party to come into your computer. If you don't want that, go to get world-class security, build the wall, build it strong, build it wide, build it high. PCmatic.com slash Charlie. It's PCmatic.com slash Charlie. And Greg, excuse my cynicism here, but I look at the Roger Stone case, and I'm not getting into whether Roger Stone did it or didn't do it. I think it's irrelevant to my commentary. But you have the lead juror who absolutely hated Roger Stone, was anti-Trump. He was treated so unfairly. This Roman prosecutor should not have existed in the first place, which only went after Roger. That's not our justice system. I see Michael Flynn, where you have our own bureau entrapping Michael Flynn, a three-star general, just because he was critical of Barack Obama's foreign policy. That's not our justice system. And so now, Greg, I want to take a look at this more broadly. I, get, I must get 30 messages a day about John Durham. Because I, I actually think, Greg, if John Durham does not put people in, essentially prosecute individuals and submit criminal referrals, and hopefully some prison time is served, I think that It'll be the destruction of the great, the greatest justice system Western society has ever known, where where people can have fair and impartial justice, where you can have cross examination of witnesses, where you should be able to have a fair trial in in, in uh, trial in court. Greg, can you give us some insight into where Durham is going? Because it's not about revenge; it's not about any of those things that the left says it is. It is about for once we need some form of justice for the people that instigated, designed, and deployed the full force of the federal government after people just because they lost an election they thought they were entitled to? You know, if you get 30 messages, I get about 300 a day on the same, same subject. And I would encourage people to read my most recent book, Witch Hunt. 
it's about this very subject, the entire Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Um, and I open the book with the following. Inventing a lie is easy. Um, uncovering the truth is hard. Because mm. the truth always has enemies. It's the inherent vice of corrupt men. And so while it was easy for people like Comey McCabe, Peter Strzok, people in the Obama administration to invent the big lie and to spread the big lie, that's an easy thing to do, and they accomplished it. Uncovering the malevolence, the devious acts, uh, is very difficult because, you know, people who commit crimes cover it up. And trying to unspool that has been a Herculean challenge for U.S. Attorney John Durham in his investigation of the investigators. I'm convinced that people we entrust to enforce the law ended up breaking the law. I'm fairly confident that some of them will be held uh, criminally accountable. I can't give you, you know, a specific date or who will be sure, indicted. I understand. I would expect it to happen uh, sometime this summer. Um, whether there will be a Durham report, I, I, I'm skeptical that would be in violation of Department of Justice regulations. I, I think he will answer the many questions with criminal charges. I, I don't know who will be charged. I would tell you that the people at the top of his investigative microscope list are James Comey, uh, Andrew McCabe, and Peter Strzok. And I think he's looking at things like perjury, obstruction of justice, fraud, conspiracy to defraud. And the most important statute of all is called abuse of power, deprivation of rights under color of law. People in government are not allowed to abuse their positions of power to deprive people of their civil rights and their constitutional rights. And it happened in this case too many times. This is, in my opinion, Greg, I'm a proud conservative. One of the reasons I'm a conservative is the protection of individual rights, regardless of whether I agree with you or not. I think that every individual deserves a fair hearing and a jury of their peers. Roger Stone was robbed of that. He did not get a jury of his peers. He got a jury of his political enemies, which she lied on the jury form when she did that, where she tweeted against Roger Stone and was an anti-Trump activist. Michael Flynn did not get a fair day in court. He had he now has a judge who is defying all Department of Justice precedent. He did not get a fair investigation. You had people that invented the crime. I think that is really, really well put. And so you, we can only speculate so much when it comes to Durham and it comes to these investigations. And I'm sure you get these questions all the time, Greg. But I'm also somewhat cynical that even if Durham does proceed with criminal proceedings, the media criminal charges. The media will frame Strzok, Page, Comey as victims, as victims of the right-wing media and conservatives that never let go. Trump weaponized the Department of Justice to go after them. I think they would get a friendly liberal judge, get a short sentence at best, get out and write a best-selling book about how they survived the right-wing outrage machine in the government complex. <laughs> I'm not the only person that feels this way, Greg. Can you give me some optimism on why I should believe in the U.S. justice system? Because right now I look at it as a group of activists that happen to be paralegals that use their power to go after people they disagree with. 
You know, I, I think that the course of the last three or four years, first with uh, clearing Hillary Clinton, who most certainly committed crimes, and then the targeting of Donald Trump and his campaign and his associates uh, for uh, the collusion hoax without any credible evidence, I think is enough to shake all of us in America to the core uh, about our confidence in our justice yeah. system. And, and, you know, I'm with you. You know, there are moments where I throw up my hands and say, that's it, I've lost all faith in yeah. it. You know, I, I, I try to get up the next day and take a more opti optimistic view of it. Uh, and I, I would uh, caution myself and others, let's just try to be patient. As I say, un uncovering the truth is very, very hard. It takes time. Uh, people have sedulously hidden and concealed uh, their criminal acts. So, you know, we have to take it on faith sometimes that, that you know, maybe we'll get to the bottom of this. I, I do think that, by the way, John Durham is the best of the best. I think Attorney General William Barr is being briefed on almost a daily basis about the progress that, that Durham is making. And, you know, Bill Barr, God bless him. I agree. He gets bludgeoned and hammered every day by the liberal mainstream media, by Democrats, you know, by former liberal members of the Department of Justice who, you know, 2000 wrote a letter demanding that Barr resign. Uh, you know, but he has stood strong and he cares deeply about the rule of law uh, and upholding our system of justice. And I think that's what he is doing. I think he works every day to do it. I hope he manages to accomplish it, even in the face of, you know, the forces opposed to him, which include the media. In, in my last book, Witch Hunt, I devoted an entire chapter entitled The Media Witch Hunt. The media was complicit in the hoax. Uh, they were a driving force in the witch hunt. Uh, to, you know, evict Donald Trump from office. Um, the media didn't care about the truth. Uh, you know, they repeatedly uh, published and went on air with false stories based on supposed anonymous sources. Um, and so the media is not to be trusted in America. And uh, the polls reflect that, by the way. Um, so... You know, I think for now, we just have to be patient, wait and see what happens with the Barr-Durham investigation. Well, thank you for your amazing work on that, Greg. The two books, um, can you repeat the titles again so we get them uh, specific? For, I yeah. encourage all of our listeners the, to purchase the most, them. The, the most recent book is called Witch Hunt, uh, the story of the greatest mass delusion in American political history. Uh, and the first book was called The Russia Hoax, The Illicit Scheme to Clear Hillary Clinton and Frame Donald Trump. They're companion books. I would encourage people uh, to, to get them, to read them. Uh, I, you know, don't, don't be uh, intimidated by the 1,500 footnotes in the last book, um, but it's chock full of stuff. I think it reads, frankly, like, like a novel it's very know, people well done. who have read it say, you know, I keep turning the page because I can't believe this really happened. Yes, it really happened. And that's the great tragedy. There, it's phenomenally well done. It reads like a Tom Clancy novel. And then you realize it's real that it, it's at a Jack yeah. Ryan. You have 
Peter Strzok, even though Jack Ryan was a moral figure in the film, and Peter Strzok is anything but. He's the villain. But anyway, that's a different right. conversation every time. Buy the right. books. Greg, you are an expert and American hero. Thank you so much, my friend, and God bless you. Charlie, thank you. God bless you, too. You bet. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. You guys got to get involved with Turning Point USA, largest conservative student organization on over 2,000 high school and college campuses across the country. Go to tpusa.com, tpusa.com, start a chapter, join one of our events, chip in some money if you're an adult. It's tpusa.com. That's tpusa.com. And email us directly, freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com. Give us those five-star reviews on your podcast platform. It might be Spotify. Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe on Apple Podcast. Type in Charlie Kirk Show. Hit subscribe. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Till next time, God bless. Podcast One presents, this is a collect call from Sing Sing. My name is John J. Lennon. I'm locked up for selling drugs and committing murder. I'm also a contributor for Esquire magazine and the Marshall Project. So I'm a writer and I'm a prisoner. Imagine trying to stay focused and talk about issues of substance with geeks slamming, prisoners screaming, and PAs blaring in the background. Get new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Podcast One, and Apple Podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.